As a service-based business owner, oftentimes you're faced with running the company and you still have the task of figuring out the best marketing strategies. And you may have grown to a point where you have marketing specialists working for you or you've hired a consultant, but you still have to do that. Well, in today's episode, we're going to talk about some unique strategies that you can use so that you can reach new audiences. We're also going to share how you can reach the seemingly impossible people to be in touch with and how you can turn them into friends, maybe even allies instead of the business. And then you're going to learn the importance of that deep one-on-one relationship. So Steve is sharing some very valuable insights and some strategies that I think will help you, especially as service-based business owners, to learn how to grow your business. One thing we were talking about in pre-interview was a mutual friend of ours. And a mutual friend of ours is Kim Butler. And I mentioned that I co-host a podcast with her. And as we talked about, you know, Kim and everything else, we realized there's this giant spider web that's kind of being spun. And I think that'd be a great place to dive off in our conversation today of of the interconnectedness of relationships and maybe one of the platforms or tools that you're using in the business world to further those relationships. Yeah, I think that'd be a great thing to talk about. Um, and, you know, to give everybody a little bit of context, the, the platform we're talking about is the one you're listening to right now. It's the podcast. And, uh, you know, I, early on in my career, I, I owned an engineering consulting company. And in that business, it was sort of the traditional way that, you know, we'd go out and, and do business development. We'd go out and network with people. I'd go to a breakfast meeting and a lunch meeting and, you know, and then a mixer at night. And then you'd have to meet people and follow up with coffee dates with all those folks. And pretty soon you're spending, you know, if you're really going to do it well, you're maybe spending six or eight hours a week trying to go out and network to be seen and, and build the relationships that you need to, to build. And, uh, and while that works, and it worked for my business at the time, um, it's just really time consuming. It wasn't really conducive when I had young kids, uh, made it really, really difficult. And, uh, and so I started looking for other ways to go about it. And uh, this is back before podcasts existed. We would go and interview people and we would record them you know, on a CD and we'd send out, you know, 50 or a hundred of those to prospects or, or uh, to influencers that, that we wanted to connect with, you know, and stay in touch with. But it was really an opportunity for me to go interview somebody who was really expert at what they did and was a relationship that I wanted to have and start that relationship in a totally unique way. So, you know, fast forward now and the technology makes it just a thousand times easier to do because we're talking, you're, as, as we're talking now, you're in Puerto Rico, I'm in Florida. Um, we're going to record this thing completely digitally and it's then going to go out on iTunes and probably go to millions and millions of people. And, um, and, and that's all amazing. It makes this really easy to do. But for me, it really started as, you know, I don't have any more time to network. You know, I need to spend more time with my kids and my wife and I can't be going to all these meetings. And so in 2012, I went cold turkey on networking at the same time I was trying to build a new business and, um, and it was a little scary, frankly. And um, at that time, I turned to, you know, creating a podcast and using that as a way to create those connections. And so we can talk about how that, you know, how to approach it, but uh, 
it, I, I think the, the number one for, for folks, if they want to take something away from what we're going to talk about it, the number one thing is you listen to podcasts. If, if you're listening to this, you probably listen to more podcasts. And so many people think that the big value of podcasts is I'm going to get on there, I'm going to be internet famous, and I'm going to be able to go and get all these people listening to what I have to say. But the real value is in being able to build a, a deep one-on-one -on -one relationship with someone that you didn't know previously and do that within the span of 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour. And, uh, and to me, that's the, the sort of hidden gem in, in this whole platform. Absolutely. I fully agree with you there. I, I think that there's value on the side of meeting new people, of the relationships, um, and even finding new prospects. Oftentimes, I think uh, I really love it because it builds the community. It just gets people falling in love with the cause or the thing that you want to do. Absolutely. And I mean, if you think about it, you know, we're going to have this conversation. People are going to eaves, eat, sort of eavesdrop on our, our conversation here, Spencer, and they hear your voice and they hear my voice. And, um, and even though they're not part of the conversation, it's like they're here with us. They may be listening on a run. They may be listening, you know, in the car, but it's, it's as if they're here and they're part of the conversation. And so even the listeners feel like they're developing this relationship with each of us, which I think is just a, a, an amazing thing that is really difficult to repeat in other types of marketing that you might do. So, I mean, try to do that with a Facebook ad, you know, good yeah. luck. Um, you know, and, and so I think it's really, really powerful for somebody to be able to get on. You don't need any special talent. You don't have to be this whiz bang writer. You just have to have a conversation and pretty much every human I've ever met can do that. Absolutely. So is a podcast something that, all business owners should look at doing or is there circumstances where, hey, they shouldn't do it? Well, yeah, I think um, anytime you're looking at, at doing any kind of investment in marketing and, and anytime you do any marketing, you're investing three things. You're investing time, you're investing energy, and you're investing money. And if you're going to make that investment, you need to look at it and say, well, can I reasonably expect to get a return? And so if you're selling hot dogs and donuts, you don't need a podcast and you probably don't need any real sophisticated marketing. You need some good coupons and a really good product, right? But for, uh, for businesses that are selling, selling things that are more complicated than that, where you're asking for a lot of trust from your potential client or you're asking for uh, a large amount of money and you need to create some trust and relationship as a foundation to be able to do business, then a podcast can work really well for you because it, it gives you the opportunity to go out and reach out to prospects. So for example, uh, we've got a client right now who's going around and, um, and inviting his top prospects onto a podcast that we've created for him. And what a great way to get in the door. You know, they all say yes, because it's not a sales call. And he's building a relationship in a different way. And it always opens the door to having a deeper conversation. Oh, wonderful. So let's jump off. I'd love to hear what you think, uh, some of the strategies, methodologies with this. And, you know, I really want to turn the microphone over and say, teach our audience. Yeah, uh, happy to do it. You know, if you think about the time that, that you're spending going out and, and trying to make these connections and add that up, I think that's a good place to start because you get a sense of the investment that you're making now in terms of, of time and energy and probably some money as well. And, you know, it really doesn't matter if you're a local business or regional business or national, global, uh, it'll work at all levels. 
And what you want to do is say, okay, how can I get that same level of relationship created? So if I'm a local, let's say, real estate business, and, you know, I'm a commercial realtor, and I do business with other businesses, you know, in my community, I don't need a podcast with a million listeners, but I need that platform. Because that platform of being able to say, I host the, you know, so I'm in Tallahassee, Florida. I, if, if I'm a realtor and I, I come and say, I host the Tallahassee Commercial Real Estate Podcast, I now have the credibility of that media platform. And I can go to a business owner in the community that I want to connect with and say, you know, um, Spencer, you're really an expert at helping businesses grow and you've got such a unique perspective on that. Um, and I've got this podcast that I send out to all of the business owners that I know in the community. And I'd love to sit down and interview you for 20 or 30 minutes. You can share all your wisdom. And then I'm going to share it with everybody I know. In other words, I'm going to promote you and your business as our first interaction together. That's a now, pretty easy way to get someone to say yes. Yeah, they always say yes. <laughs> they always say yes. Now, if that becomes really powerful, if that person is a key influencer, you know, center of influence that can really refer you because they'll take that interview and they'll share it with their whole network. And now you're getting this really easy passive referral and they're spreading the news about you. Um, it's even more powerful if they're a prospect because you're going to have a little chit chat like we did before the interview. And at the end, you're going to have a little chit chat. Um, and build relationship. And, uh, and, and it's just amazing the opportunities that can come out of that. And so, um, you know, you can use these on a really small level if you focus on the right thing. And so when I went totally cold turkey on networking, I was able to get actually more value out of networking as a whole, but I was able to do it in, you know, instead of spending six or eight hours a week, which is about what I was doing to get the result, I was able to do it in about four hours a month. Hmm. And so it really becomes time leveraged. It positions you as an authority because you've got this sort of media platform. Um, and these things are things that, that have a life of their own. So if I go to a networking event and I go home, then the, the exposure ends that, at that point, right? Because I'm not there anymore. I'm not present. And I got to go to another one to, to get that exposure to happen again. Well, when you sit down with someone and record an interview and then you put it where it's available online, you take that and you promote it again and again and again over time on things like LinkedIn or to whatever email list you have, even if it's just, you know, a hundred people in Outlook, uh, you can promote these things over time. And now you take that one act and you get all of this extra mileage from it. Okay. So that's what I love about it. It gives you all these different ways to, to leverage creating this relationship and, uh, and using it in lots and lots of different ways. Okay. So we'd love to hear some strategy about what business owners can do, how they should start to think, maybe position themselves, and then what types of actions uh, they take. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the first thing to think about is, as you might be listening to this is, all right, do I have the type of business that this would be a fit for? And again, going back to what, what I talked about earlier, you're really looking for a, a business that's selling something that is significant. You know, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a $50,000 engagement with a client, but you want to at least be in the thousands and um, you know, where your, your initial client value is, is enough to make it worth 
going and, and doing this and something where the relationship with the prospect is really, really important. And, and if you have those two kind of boxes checked off, then you're probably a good fit for this. Now, then the next thing you want to think about is, okay, do I want to focus this on what we as the business do? And I see a lot of businesses doing that. So, you know, an IT consultant might say, well, I want to really create an IT podcast. That's the wrong way to go about it. You want to think about the people that you want to connect with, that maybe you want to do business with, or that you want to refer you, and think about what they could contribute. And, you know, usually there's a, a theme there. And, and if you're selling business to business, then the easy theme is to go to a successful business owner and say, hey, you've been really successful. Would you share some of your secrets? Uh, we call that being the success journalist in your industry. You know, go around to, to all the, the best, you know, all the best, most successful businesses that you want to do business with. Those guys and, and, and those women love to share hey, this is what made me successful. They feel like it's giving back and, and certainly edifies them and, and strokes the ego a little bit. Uh, if you're working uh, business to consumer, you can have people come on and, and simply tell their story. So I've, we've got a financial advisor that we work with and he works you know, exclusively with consumers, mostly people who are sort of approaching retirement. And so he'll, have, he'll look at each individual guest and sort of tailor how that conversation is going to go to get the most from that individual. And uh, so it might be telling an interesting story about a really great retirement trip that they took, or uh, recently he interviewed a, um, you know, his personal doctor who recently retired about, you know, health and longevity. So there's all kinds of ways you can do it. But the underlying strategy is make it about the guest. The goal is to sort of be like Johnny Carson. You know, Johnny had the platform and he had the mic and, you know, he had the couch and the spotlight was on the person on the couch that he was interviewing. You want to put that spotlight on the, on the person on the other side of, of the microphone and really make them look like a star because that's going to get them to want to share it. It's going to make them feel really good about you and, and feel like they've got a good relationship with you. And that's going to form the foundation that ev for everything that you want to do to grow that relationship from there on. Hmm, okay. What are, you know, as we were talking, you mentioned there are some, we'll call it like hidden benefits that come from this that most people maybe wouldn't realize. What are some of those things? Well, you can connect with people that you never thought you'd be able to connect with. So, um, we talked about Kim Butler earlier, um, and uh, I was able to interview Kim. Uh, I've been able to interview people like Dan Sullivan and uh, and uh, Jordan Harbinger and a whole slew of other uh, business sort of celebrities that if I had approached them in any other way, you know, I'd get crickets. But because I've got the platform, um, they're, they're willing to, to come on and, and have the interview. Um, so it's a really powerful way to be able to get access to people that you couldn't otherwise get access to. Um, it just gives you a power and, and a, a level of authority that, that most people don't have. And it's really, really easy to get there too. Up next, you're going to learn about who you should be promoting and you're going to learn how you should do it so that you can be in front of the right audience and you can get the people that you're interviewing extremely excited. See, Steve has this company that he's helping service-based business owners create their messaging and sharing that through the medium of podcasts. And, you know, podcasts are that medium where 
They feel incredibly authentic, and it's a great way to connect with your audience. And Steve's doing a wonderful job at explaining how that works. The big thing is to show up and and not view this as, you know, I'm showing up to promote myself. You know, if you're the one doing the interview, you you really want to make sure that that it's really all about the guest. And that seems a little bit counterintuitive to people at first, um, but it, you know, I. You just got to trust me. If you show up that way, then the guests are going to love it. They're going to refer you and and they're going to want to be in a relationship with you. But once you've kind of got that mindset, then the, the simplest first step to take is make a list of the people that if you interviewed them, they would move your business forward. And oftentimes, if you can sit down and pull together a list of 10 or 20 names, You've got enough to get a podcast launched and to create probably the first, you know, six months or years worth of interviews and really get this thing going and have it be successful. Okay. So, and so our audience understands you have a podcast company. Tell us about that. And then I want to fill in some of those holes. Yeah. So we, um, you know, for a long time, we, we would consult with our clients and tell them this is a strategy you should follow. You should really go do it. And they'd say, yeah, that's really great. And they'd come back and go, you know what? I don't know how to do any of that. I, I don't have people that know how to do any of that. And we finally said, look, we've, we've been producing a podcast for, for a couple of years now. We've got all the systems. We've got all the people. And so we've started doing that with clients. And, and um, it's, it's a really powerful strategy for folks um, and, and an easy one as well. Um, a lot of the, the people that we work with love what they do for a living. You know, maybe they went to school and got trained, you know, in, in computer science where they got trained in insurance or in finance or in another area. And they love doing that. But when it comes to the marketing and the selling of the service that they have, it's something that they often don't feel comfortable with. And for a lot of folks, particularly in professional service type businesses where you're getting sort of paid for your expertise, it can be really, really difficult because they're both the salesman and the product all rolled into one. And the, unfortunately, the product has to, that they have to deliver is that of a trusted advisor. So it's hard to kind of go through and sell, 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 and then flip over and you know, run into the, the phone booth and put your cape on and come back out as, as the trusted advisor. So they have to sell a little bit differently. They have to sell in a way that maintains that authority and that, that trust. And this is something that for our clients, they've, um, they've really embraced. They've, they've felt that this is like a really authentic and easy way for them to create these relationships. It doesn't put them in a position where they feel like they're, they have to be salesy. And, uh, and, and so that's been the most interesting thing to, to watch with this as we've rolled it out. Um, it's also the most fun thing I think we've ever done. You know, I, I mean, I have clients text me after their first interview. Oh, wow, I just, just hung up with, you know, so-and-so just finished our interview. It was so much fun, you know, and uh, you, don't, you don't get that after, you, you know, you might run Facebook ads for a week with somebody, <laughs> you know. So true. Um, so it sounds like you almost stumbled upon this thing. Was it, you know, intentional that you created it or is it just out of need? Uh, totally out of need. Um, you know, I'm a little bit of a slow learner, I guess. After, uh, after our clients kept coming to us for about uh, a year saying they're just struggling to get this going, um, I finally just kind of said, all right, well, we're just going to do this, you know, and, uh, um, and so it was totally out of the need that they came to us with. 
Um, and, and it's worked. It's been a, a really great collaboration uh, with the clients that we're working with. It's taken a big load off of them so that all they have to do is show up and talk. They just have to have the conversations and we kind of take care of the rest. Okay. Is there a specific industry that you focus on or type of person or you just hit the whole gamut of it? Yeah, we, we work best with, um, with service-based businesses where they, they really are getting paid for their expertise more than anything else. And, um, and those are usually the best fit for what we do. And we do a few other things for them as well to help them turn the, those podcasts into appointments with, with good prospects. Okay. So you mentioned other things. Um, what are the other things that a person should be doing with their podcast so that it, you know, hums along and gets noticed and everything else? Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, the, the big thing is when, you know, when you're interacting with your guests, so many people do that in a way where it's, you know, it's a hundred percent kind of an email back and forth conversation, then maybe you've got, you know, a face to face on zoom or Skype or something to do the interview. Um, but we really advocate taking that relationship offline. And so what we do with, with our guests is we actually send them a, a box in the mail and it has everything that they'd ever want to know about being a guest on a podcast because um, you know, for some of our guests on, on our own podcast and for guests on in virtually all of our client podcasts, uh, they're dealing with people that have probably never been on a podcast before, never been interviewed by any form of media before, and they get a little nervous about it. And so we really try and, and over communicate and we want to give them, a, you know, a little bit of a unique experience too. You know, we want it to be something that for, uh, for that person who's being interviewed that they really remember. Again, the whole goal is to kind of, you know, plant the, the, little spot in their, in their mind that, wow, this is somebody different. This is somebody that's doing things, you know, in a really unique way. And it's somebody that I want to have a relationship with. So instead of, you know, you as the podcast host chasing them down for the relationship, you want to treat them in a way that makes them really want to be in relationship with you so that they're coming towards you. And so we do some things like that to really make them feel special. Um, after the interview, we, we, you know, spend a lot of time promoting the interview out and, uh, and getting it shared and shared in places that they're going to see it. So, you know, if they're, you know, on LinkedIn, you want to share it on LinkedIn. So they see it and they can easily pass it on to everybody that they know, because not only is it about promoting that guest and their business, but it's also about making them feel really, really good and really special. And that maybe sounds a little bit silly in business, but I mean, we're all human at the end of the day. And who do you want to hang around? Who do you want to be in relationship with? Who do you want to do business with? People that you really like and, and that really make you feel good. Yeah. And so that's part of it. Absolutely. Um, I would love to hear maybe a, a success story or something that you remember where you're like, oh, this was a moment, that one of the glory moments of the things that you do. Yeah, so um, with... Uh, with our podcast, we, after about six months or so, after we launched it, this interesting thing started happening. I would be on the phone with um, a potential client and, you know, they'd start telling me things like, oh, so-and-so introduced me to your podcast. I've been listening to a few months, you know, listening to it for a few months and, you know, I, I just know that you're my guy. And, 
that to me, and this is before we started doing this for clients, when that started happening, I, I suddenly realized that not only is it really great on the, you know, creating the relationship with the guests, which is really why we started it, but for all of the people that listen to it, they feel like they know me. You know, for all of your listeners, Spencer, I'm sure they feel like they know you. I know I've been listening to, your, to a number of your episodes and, and uh, you know, you're on my phone now. And, uh, and so we're, we're in a form of relationship. Um, I've had people come up to me at conferences. I was out at Traffic and Conversion Summit uh, out in San Diego in February and had two people independently come up to me and they recognized me, I guess, from, you know, from headshot photos and stuff that, you know, from our podcast and came up and introduced themselves and, and you know, were talking to me as if they knew me. I'd never met them before. You know, they're essentially total strangers, but they felt like they were, you know, that they had this relationship. And so to me, that's really cool to be able to build uh, at least the beginning of a relationship with just the minimal effort that it takes to put into a podcast and, and actually have it drive business. This is so much fun. Coming up, you're going to hear how Steve has designed his business so that one, they work remotely and two, they find a way that they really help their clients so that they go above and beyond. Steve's also going to share what he sees in the future of his company and how they're going to grow. Now, it's been incredible to be able to spend time and talk with Steve and get his insights because here I am as a podcaster and I'm seeing this business he's created and I see so many people that have this need to want to share that message. And sure, a podcast isn't a fit for everyone, but it really is something that is so valuable that many of you listeners may want to be doing. We are actually not all in the same place and that's by design. Um, in my first business, we had three offices where kind of everybody was and, and uh, with our current group, we're all spread out. Everybody works virtually. Um, and uh, we just had a hurricane come through Florida here recently. And that actually proved to be really, really important because the hurricane took me out, um, but the team was still functioning. So, so everybody, uh, everybody got served, all the clients got served, but um, you know, so, so that, that's kind of how we're set up. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we love working with the clients that we work with. Um, you know, I grew up in a, a professional service firm. I feel like I grew up in one. My dad was a CPA. I was the kid that would crawl around under the desks uh, during tax season while, while dad was working. And I watched the sort of ups and downs in that business because my dad was a really good CPA. But, you know, I think he'd be the first to tell you, he was not exactly a great salesperson or marketer. And, um, and I've kind of always had, I guess, a chip on my shoulder about that. And so the reason we exist is to, to eliminate all those ups and downs for people that are in those types of business who's, who went to school, who are expert at what they do, but either aren't comfortable or just feel like they're not super skilled at selling and they don't want to focus on that. And that's kind of where we come in. And, uh, and that's why we get up every day. It's a blast. I love helping the people that we help. That's amazing. So what are you guys called? What's the company? Uh, well, we're the unstoppable CEO, um, which really describes our, our clients and, and the people that we serve. Um, I just, I, my favorite quote is this quote from, uh, Calvin Coolidge about persistence. And I was talking with a buddy of mine one day and, uh, saying, you know, he asked me, who do we want to work with? And I went through, you know, it's all these people who have these successful businesses they built and they've grown and they've just slogged through everything you have to slog through as a business owner. He said, oh, they're unstoppable. 
said, yeah, that's it. And so that's kind of where we came up with the name. Um, and, uh, and so we work with uh, professional service firms and, and folks in service businesses who are um, looking to, to get help with marketing and, and kind of get it off their plate and, uh, and be in a situation where all they have to do is show up and have conversations. That's awesome. You know, there's definitely a need for it. I mean, I did my first podcast oh, five, six, six years ago, maybe more. And um, the first interview I did was with a guy named Wade Foster. You've probably heard of the company called Zapier. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Wade was uh, one of the founders of Zapier. And it's nowadays, for someone to think they could have an interview with Wade is like impossible. And it was so long ago and so attainable that I was able to talk with him. And it just goes to show what you're saying is absolutely true. And those relationships carry on for years and years and it's incredibly valuable. Yeah. And they really do. Um, and, and you build this community around your business, which um, I, I think is one of the most valuable things you can have. Uh, to me that, if you can create that community around your business, um, you, you've got an asset there that will will withstand the test of time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Steve, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Uh, I would love for our listeners to go uh, check you out at unstoppableceo.net, if I recall correctly. That's correct. Um, but before we split, there's always one question that I ask my listeners, and it is, What's the question I should have asked you that I didn't? Ah, oh, that's a good one. Um, and, it's, and it's a tough question too. I've been thinking about this a lot because I know you ask everybody this. Um, and I didn't know what you were going to ask me. So it's, it's also unpredictable. Um, I, I think um, with what we've talked about so far, um, you know, I think the, probably the, the key question that you didn't ask is, um, you know, Really, for I mean, take all the pods, podcast stuff and set it aside. Um, as as amazing as it is, um, you know, I, I think probably the most important question is, you know, what uh, what does the future hold? What is you know, what does it you know look like three years from now for um, you know for what we're doing and, and how it works. I always like pe asking people that. Where, you, where do you see yourself three years from now? What would make you really happy? Um, and you'll, I think you'll learn a ton from those sorts of questions about people. So if I were, if, if roles were reversed and I were doing the interview, which I, mo I most often am doing interviews rather than uh, being interviewed, that's the one I would ask. There you go. Um, where do you see yourself in three years? Um, I see us... Uh, I see us working with uh, probably between 100 and 200 really strong service businesses. And um, my, my goal is to take every one of those kids that's crawling around their dad's office on a Saturday because dad's in there or mom's in there working their tails off because I tell you, service businesses are hard. Um, I mean, you, you are the business owner. You're often the, the, also the delivery, uh, mechanism for the business. Um, and, uh, and almost all of them have this ebb and flow of, of business. And, uh, um, and so three years from now, we've solved that for 
you know, 150 businesses and probably, you know, that we're working with one-on-one and through our books and other things that we're publishing, you know, I want to get out to tens of thousands. I love it. Well, I hope that our listeners follow up with you. They go to unstoppableceo.net. Give him a shout out on the socials. We'll make sure to put all of those links in the summary below. Yeah. And we've got a a special URL just for your listeners. We've got um, a few things there for them. Um, Some some free stuff that they can get to kind of take everything that we've talked about and and, uh, go a little bit further with it. And that's at unstoppableceo.net slash business growth. Perfect. Thank you for spending some time with us today. And we uh, absolutely loved having this conversation. So thank you, Steve. Spencer, this has been so great. Thank you very much. I want to thank Steve for being a part of this episode. Now, Steve's website is unstoppableceo.net. And on there, you can learn more about what they're doing to help service-based business owners. But I will tell you one thing. As a service-based business owner, or as a business owner in general, one of the most critical things that you can do is to create a community, create an audience. So if a podcast is that medium, then go for it. If it happens to be video or happens to be a blog, well, then that may be the platform you choose. But Steve is making it very easy for service-based business owners to take that leap and using the form of podcasts. So if that's something that's interesting to you, check out his company. It's at unstoppableceo.net.